Welcome to The Lively Show. Let's explore the beauty of being alive. Hello, my friends, and welcome to today's show. Today, I'm excited to do a different kind of episode for you, and I'm really excited that I actually have a time slot that works out perfectly with it, so I have to stay true to the intention of it because I'm going to be doing what I'm going to share with you very soon. So basically, this type of episode hopefully is going to be 20 to 30 minutes long, and I can't go longer because I've got my own time frame to work within to get ready for going to dinner with a friend for her birthday in a half hour. So I'm going to be getting ready soon. But this type of episode is actually to help you get ready for something in your life, whether it's commuting to work, whether it's putting your kids down to sleep or taking them on a walk, going on a walk with yourself or getting ready for the day, putting your makeup on. I thought that it would be fun to do some shorter length episodes on fun, friendly, chatty types of topics, not necessarily something life-changing or deep like beanbag releasing or any of that stuff but just light topics that somehow can be a little bit of alignment time or welling time, as I'm about to share more about, for you and your morning so or your evening or whatever the case may be. So this is a get ready with you. I am spending the time with you while you get ready for something in your life. And then I'll go get ready for my own thing tonight myself. Okay, so today's topic is welling is the new alignment. So what is welling? Welling is a word I made up for myself to mean a very specific type of thing. And you might also be familiar with the word welling because I've also made it the title of one of the small group coaching programs I'm launching in the next week or two. So we have two new classes, Awarefulness and Welling, and I'll share more about those really quickly for anyone that's still thinking about joining. They are group kind of mastermind, small, small group program coaching, you could say for extended periods of time. This is bi-weekly calls for four months with a very small group. We're going to tailor the time zones. I show them as a rotational time zone so no one feels like they're permanently in the middle of the night to do this type of class wherever you are in the world. But whoever does join us, we're going to actually do a powwow with the group and find the best aligned times for these coachings over the next four months for everybody that's actually in the groups because they're going to be so small and intimate, we'll be able to customize it to everybody's best advantage. So also, in addition to these bi-weekly calls for awarefulness and welling, each of those programs, the little groups, each person in the groups will get a 90-minute one-on-one private session with me at any point in the four months. So that'll be really great because it's going to be group time, small group, intimate. You get to know everybody and make friends and get to know everyone on a really deep level, get to have some really deep, profound changes in your life and also some deep one-on-one time with me. I'm excited to go deeper with the people I'm working with in these programs. Each one has a slightly different intention. And yes, you can join both if you're one of having a, a weekly set of this type of stuff. But I will say these two themes, welling and awarefulness, are the two biggest themes that I experienced over my last seven years of my own life. Since leaving my house and selling everything and going on the worldwide trip that I went on, my inner voice led me into these two areas the most. Even though my mind was looking for partner and place throughout the entire experience, what I was really learning by following my inner voice was awarefulness and welling. So welling as a theme, and I'll get into what it means in a more 
typical sense, but I'll say for the class sense of what it's going to be, it's for everybody or anybody that's interested in going really, really far into living out the dreams their inner voice has for them beyond their mind's imagination. So it's about really living into the next era and horizon that your inner voice wants to live through you. So really living from a soul level in whatever respect. Um, Some areas of life people will be really already easily doing and living out in amazing ways and others might be really edgy because certain things I've worked with one-on-one clients, for example, are leading, their inner voice is leading them into unknown territory in their career and going far beyond their peers and their professors and other people around them. But that's where their inner voice wants them to go. And they're feeling mentally a little bit scared or nervous because it's so different from the people around them. And I know other people I've worked with that have a set of abundant circumstances, for example, that are not typical to a lot of people in mass consciousness or even in their own social circles. And so there's this kind of mental holding back or a little bit of like shyness to really living out the wellness that the inner voice is calling them to lead. So whether it's professional, whether it's your health and well-being, whether it's relationships or whether it's um, abundance or living out beauty in a new way for yourself, whatever that looks like for anybody that's being called to live an extraordinary life that's so different than the ordinary lives. Those people, if they're feeling called for it, this is going to be a place, a safe space to release any limiting beliefs, really live it out and have a group of people doing the same all around you. So everybody's inner voice will express differently through each of the people in the community or in that small group, but I'm excited to help them as a space holder, you could say, living this myself day to day and not being understood by most of the people I ever encounter as well. I'm just excited to have what I would have loved to have had when I was going through my own experience. And awarefulness is also one of my programs, which is so dear to my heart. For From 33 to 36 years old, awarefulness was the sole most interesting topic in my life. So for anyone that's feeling like awareness or what's past that whole stuff when you, uh, beyond the mind, beyond manifesting from the mind, beyond the inner voice even, where is that like pure consciousness? Where is that I am that I am? What is awareness in general? How do I live through that? How do I go beyond duality? How do I transcend the limiting beliefs of this physical 3D reality? If that stuff is interesting to you, that was extremely interesting to me for all those years. And obviously every ever since 2020, have been able to integrate so much more even in the years after that was my undying passion in 33 to 36 up to 2020. And then since then, so I'm very excited to be working with people that are very passionate about that subject in their own lives and growing in that as well. I'm also excited for a lot of experimentation with that group in live experiences as we work together to help them understand embrace and act from their awareness in more and more ways in their life. So that one especially is going to be a very, you know, it's for you or not for you because it's going to be the most interesting topic you can think of or not. And if it is, then that's probably a good sign. Your intuition might feel it's a fit for you. So if it is, I'm excited to work with you. And now let's go into what I mean when I say welling is the new alignment. Now, obviously, these are relative terms that have my own self-definitions applied. So I'm sharing for myself what alignment meant or how I have used it in my majority of my own life and then versus what welling is on a general scale, not specifically just about the class, but just in general, I thought welling for me really adds a dimension that self-care and alignment don't quite grasp, but I've been living from, and I really want to share how I've been living from it in case it's inspiring and a get ready with me kind of capacity for you. 
Okay, so you may have heard me say alignment time, or if you've ever followed my Instagram, I'm sure you've seen a story that says alignment time with a cup of coffee, uh, an acai bowl, depending on the year, and you know, a book or a computer rampaging appreciation. Alignment is a term that I got most from Abraham Hicks. And if you followed Abraham's work, you'll hear about it all the time as well. It's one of their main principles is to find alignment within yourself or your mind and your humanness to your inner voice or wisdom or your source energy, as they would say. So what I used to do with alignment time was spend time doing things that feel good. That could be in the past, I used to eat chocolate in the morning for breakfast because that felt aligning or coffee or mushroom coffee or the writing, the rampage of appreciation or reading or all sorts of things. Whatever basically makes you happy and feel good is what I used to call the word alignment. And there's, it's still alignment. It's not not alignment, but alignment for me mostly meant for me, taking actions that would move me up the emotional scale. So it was to go from emotion A to emotion B, theoretically B being higher on the emotional spectrum than where I started from. So I would do all these aligning actions and then I would take action into other things like answer emails, do work, do a podcast, coach, live life, you name it. So I would do all this alignment before action. It's still an amazing principle. I'm not not doing alignment in that way, but to me, welling is touching on something that's far more expansive. So to me, alignment, as I just explained it for myself, was more about moving up a meter. So if there was like a thermometer that it has one dimension from, and it goes up and down the thermometer, that's how alignment was in my life. I was going from point A to point B in a line ideally up. But welling is more like an expanding sphere of wellness. So our history, as even the collective years ago would say, of humanity has gotten very trapped in a lot of eons of time in suffering, far more than it ever needed to get so trapped into suffering. As they said, they said it wasn't designed to be such a suffering place to be, but over eons of time in humanity, it became that way. And all the channels, even Abraham, etc., you name it, you find it from an enlightened place on the non-physical side. They always speak about the intensity of suffering on the planet. That's not to say that suffering is not allowed or that it's wrong, but the pervasiveness, the enduringness, the literally living of lifetimes upon lifetimes in so much suffering, as the collective said, was not a requirement. And this wellness or welling is kind of my new era. So post 2020, I'm looking at a new era of humanity where the consciousness is getting to a place where we can actually let go of those old stories of suffering and live in a true state of wellness, of welling within ourselves. So instead of a, a life of suffering, a life of welling. So you get the idea? So it's not against suffering. It's just its own thing, but it's about being well and well in every dimension that expands from the inside out. So as I said, alignment to me used to be an up or down emotional scale kind of thing. And I would do actions to do that emotional spectrum. And it was very kind of perfunctory and it was still lovely and it's still a very effective tool. I highly recommend not avoiding alignment by any sense, but welling to me is like I said, this fear that pulses or expands in all dimensions and three dimensions in a spherical sense rather than an up and down meter 
thermometer kind of dimension. So welling is going from within and includes all of this work that we're so passionate here about on Team Alively. So all the inner voicing, all the beanbag releasing, all of the modalities that serve you to clear the inside so that you can express on the outside and your consciousness can collapse the wave function of your life in a very beautiful, harmonious way. Because when you clear the inside out, you get the outside, as Eckhart says, falls into place. So welling to me is really rooted from the inside and then expressing all that beauty and alignment into the outside. But also say that one of the aspects that welling also encompasses, which alignment, I could say a self-care, you know, obviously is a part of what would be aligning, of course, getting a massage might be something people call self-care, as I would see the term used on social media by people I follow. And you could get a massage for alignment because it feels good and you'll feel emotionally wonderful. But even self-care to me often had this reference point of the body. So what self-care often looked like as I see it is like getting a spa day for mom or having a massage or buying an aromatherapy candle, doing yoga class. There's nothing wrong, again, just like alignment, nothing wrong with self-care, but I just like this term welling to encompass the inside dimensions of wellness and well-being and clarity and also, and including the self-care aspects or the emotionally aligning aspects. So welling has just more wellness, I guess, on all dimensions in this really expansive place. And as, of course, you might be curious, I thought I'd share in this little episode with you as our get ready with you, I thought I'd share some of the things I love to do for welling. So in terms of welling in a more active day-to-day sense, of course, in the welling program, that's a different thing. It's about really just living everything, going all in on your inner voices guidance. But other things that it might be just more day-to-day actions of welling and being so well, uh, for myself, look like inner voicing. For my inner voice, it doesn't have every single day. There's no prescription. There's no discipline. There's just literally like to the joy and the spark of alignment in myself. But many days I love to inner voice, especially in the morning. So if I get up, I wake up naturally and then just kind of basically take my phone, put it on voice record, and then let my inner voice speak to me. Usually it likes to sing to me, which is kind of funny in the beginning. And then if I have any questions in my mind, I can throw them over to the inner voice and get clarity right from the beginning of the day. And also there are other times where I'll do welling and I'll have something my mind stuck on. And I could just do a little quick inner voice while I'm out and about on the streets of London, or I can do a deeper 30 to 60 minute It's not like a timed thing, but sometimes I'll spend about 30 to 60 minutes with my inner voice on deeper topics my mind might still have confusion or lack of clarity about. So that might include some beanbag releasing and just really getting still and practicing, you know, just getting more and more clarity and releasing any of the mental stories that are needed so that I can have clarity on whatever my mind is interacting with in that moment that feels stuck about. So those are two of the ways that I like to inner voice. So a little daily beginner of the day kind of thing or a deeper as needed experience for a deeper amount of time, like 30 to 60 minutes on specific deeper topics. I have to say, Oh, it's so good. Obviously, I've been doing this for many, many, many years, thousands of hours within myself. So I um, still have to say, though, how amazed at 30 to 60 minutes within myself, what I can get out. If you're brand new to all of this, you might want to do an inner voice session with someone if you've never done it for that long. And it feels a little bit intimidating to do that length of time within your inner voice and beanbag releasing all by yourself. If that still feels a little bit intimidating, maybe holding space with somebody through IVFT might be a fit. So you can go over to our website and 
find a facilitator if that's something that's interesting to you. But as a daily practice for myself, I wouldn't say I do the 30 to 60 minutes daily by any means, but maybe like, I don't know, every like maybe two times a week to every once every other week, I'll have one of those deeper sessions as needed. And that's definitely a part of my welling practice. In addition, I would still include all the things I used to say are alignment. They also are welling, of course. So rampages of appreciation are something that I still love doing. Um, they obviously don't have to happen by any means, but they are something that I do go to, especially when I'm gonna be on any computer time. So for me, if I ever use my computer, I often, like to pull up a WordPress page and not WordPress, a word, a pages, a word document, that thing, and um, start writing things I appreciate. So I appreciate my fluffy blanket. I appreciate my new sweater. I appreciate my how my hair looks today or whatever the things are. But I just write down a bunch of little easy things to appreciate and just do this whole rampage of appreciation through typing. And then I'll eventually, after doing a handful of those, pop over into my inbox and in that flow of alignment, I'll answer an email and then go back to my appreciation. And then I'll go back into the inbox and answer an email. And I kind of end up getting all my work done that I need to do amidst the appreciation. So it's kind of like, actually, I just saw sugarcoating all of the work. I don't just go straight into the work. I actually love doing the appreciation and encapsulating those pieces of work around all that sugar of joy and appreciation, if you will. So that's something that I love to do. Of course, reading, I'm still reading in the nighttime. My welling practice is reading my cat mystery books. So that's something that I love to do. That's definitely one of those more self-care, you could say, reading fiction is something that brings me joy, um, but is welling as much as, you know, inner voicing and beanbagging is. And then on the physical side, a little bit more of the self-care spectrum of things, you could say. I haven't mentioned this, I don't think, on the show, but one of my favorite things that I've been doing that's definitely on the self-care spectrum of welling is Brazilian lymphatic drainage massage. I'm not sure if you've heard of it, but I have to say, having now been around the world so much, I've gotten to be exposed to a lot of different trainings, modalities, and practices that I might have not known about before in other parts of the world. This is one of them. So Brazilian lymphatic drainage massage. I've not yet gone to Brazil, but I have lived in Portugal for a few years and it's very popular there as well because there's so much Brazilian overlap with Portugal. And so one of the trends and modalities that is so effective in Brazil is very popular in Portugal. And also I found it here in London as well. So I've been doing a session, a series of five sessions again now in London, but I just love it. If you have not found this before, I even looked this up in Australia. They were booked out for three months in advance. So I didn't get to do it in Australia as I wanted to, because I wasn't there long enough to get the appointment <laughs> to get into the studio. But it is so amazing. I find it here at London called um, Cellulite Slayer in Chelsea. And I was like, when I heard the title Cellulite Slayer, I was like, I have a feeling she's doing something very similar to the amazing practice I had in Portugal. And so it's not your average lymphatic drainage massage, which is very light touch and very soothing, very soft. Brazilian lymphatic drainage or cellulite slaying in London's term for it is very deep, deep lymphatic drainage, but it also does break up a lot of cellulite and a lot of old stuck liquids or orange peel as they'll call it. So it has truly transformed my booty. I can tell you, <laughs> I could tell you that. I was so shocked by how much this 
process is not only super healthy, but also super effective at getting rid of the junk in the trunk <laughs> that is stuck as fluid. So I look at it as our lymphatic systems, a bit of that sewage detoxification system. And so when it gets stuck, as we get older, the pipes get a little bit clogged. And this technique is very hands-on, extremely intense, but at the same time, extremely effective. So I have loved it in Portugal. I'm now loving it at the Cellulite Solera here in London. So that's something that for me is not, let's say, is alignment. Is it aligning in the moment? It's not terrible, by the way, I will say, even though it might be, especially my IT bands, when they use the suction cup cupping, oh my goodness, very intense on my right side, especially, but it had that like oh, it hurts, but it feels good kind of feeling. Like I knew it was doing some deep work. So anyways, my feeling on this for myself is I could see myself easily doing this type of process five times in a series, like once every week for basically five weeks, once a year maybe, and then doing top-ups every month or so. Um, it's much more affordable, I found, in Portugal than the place I'm going to in London. But the woman in London is fantastic. She's one of those... Jedi masters of so many different trainings and modalities. So it's, it's to me, it's a, it's a splurge, but it's definitely a, a part of my welling journey. And I just want to flag this for anybody that's been wondering if they could do anything about their cellulite, their lymphatic system. It's so beautiful. I just see it now as the pipes being clear, we register as beautiful. Like we see health oftentimes as what we perceive to be beautiful. Sometimes it's not always correlated, but oftentimes what our bodies identify as beautiful is actually just also a healthy part of the body. And so this drainage massage I just find is very healthy for the detoxifying, keeping all that lymph moving, but also is the bonus. It looks beautiful as well. So something that I really enjoy and thought I would share as part of my wellness. Um, in addition, this is another thing that I found on my journey and I found it in Portugal first and now I find it everywhere I go and make a point to find it, which is the e-file technique for manicures. So I used to call it at the beginning because I didn't know what to call it was I used to call it the Russian manicure because I went to Moscow Beauty Bar in Portugal, which had this technique, but it's a very popular technique from Eastern Europe. And I just went to Moscow Beauty Bar, ergo why I thought it was the Russian manicure because they were Russians doing the manicure in Moscow Beauty Bar, but it is next level. I finally figured out the actual name for the technique. So you can either Google if you're looking in your own area for Russian manicure or e-file technique. So I found a place here in London that does offer this as well. In Australia, I found it too. I will ideally never go back to any other kind of manicure ever again, simply because my nails have never looked better or felt healthier ever, ever, ever since I was young and before I put on nail polish. Like they, I have gel on my hands all the time now and my toes and it's just an indestructible manicure. It's not powder, it's not dip or acrylic or any of that stuff, but it is just a technique that doesn't use acetone. I think that's probably the reason it's so healthy on my nails and they're so robust. They never chip, they never break, they're indestructible. It's almost like they're acrylics, but they're my nails with gel on top. But the technique with the filing, so they use drills to use for the entire manicure, 
I have to be honest, it's kind of funny. When I first went to Moscow Beauty Bar, I went for hair and I booked an appointment for nails too in 2020. And I walked out of the manicure thinking, oh my gosh, they're not even going to put water on my nails because I was so used to nails being soaked everywhere in the world from all the other traditional manicure places I went to. And I thought, this cannot be good. They're only using the drill. And then I saw my friends. So I left. They probably laughed at me thinking, what is this girl? She's so clueless because I really was. And uh, so I didn't do it the first time I chickened out because I thought it's too different. They're only using the drill. But then what ended up happening was I had friends that got the same style of manicure from different stylists. And I could just see the precision, the majesty of their nails, how healthy they were, how long they were, how great they looked, how great they looked for a month until they just grew out and just needed to be replaced because the cuticle is too long or the, the growth of the nail was actually just showing through too much. So I was like, okay, all right, this obviously is outperforming anything I've been doing on my nails up to now. So that is a little thing that I do for welling as well. But I just, again, as, if, as, as someone that's traveled the world and can hopefully tune you into something you may or may not have heard of before, check out e-file technique, especially if you're in the US. I don't think it's a very common or popular thing yet. But if you're in a bigger city, maybe there is, or if you're in a place where there's a lot of Eastern Europeans, there may be a salon area that's doing it that style, but it is the best. It's so good. So, so, so good. So if you're not afraid of using gel in your hands, I suppose, if you want to be all natural, this would not be the thing for you. But if you want to just have a technique that just keeps your nails looking amazing, I highly recommend it. Like I said, I will never go back until they make something even better than this. But nothing I've ever tried up to this is better than this. Next up for just a more home kind of thing that I love in my wellness, it's kind of like a favorites episode in a sense too, is incense. If you've followed me on Instagram or social media, I'm sure you've seen my love of incense runs deep now. I love using, I probably write two to three sticks a day, depending on how long I'm in the house for, but I fell in love with this in Australia. It's a really popular thing. It's becoming, I think, more popular in other parts of the world. Obviously, the esoteric world's been using incense and the Asian world has been using incense for a very, very long time. But in a more Western context, I'm seeing a lot of new brands and kind of new creators of incense, basically, with different profiles, different design aesthetic that's very beautiful, very Bella Vita for me. And I'm just loving all the creativity that's going into the incense market, especially in Australia. So I discovered two companies that I'm loving right now. And my two favorites are Gentle Habits in Australia. It is so nice. I have probably 12 of the boxes of their incense because I wasn't sure what I was going to be able to get a top up next. So I stocked up before coming over to London. And the other one I love so much is Boda, B-O-D-H-A, which is out of the US, but I found it in Australia. I have to say both are wonderful, but the benefit of Boda is that Boda's is smokeless. So when you light it, they do not make the smoke kind of curly cues in the air. So if your lungs are more sensitive, you might enjoy Boda better. Or if you're just in the US and not in Australia to get gentle habits, Boda is an incredible one to try as well. I really love their sticks. They're super high quality. The scents are amazing. So both companies I highly recommend. Of course, Gentle Habits gives me the effect of the smoke, but I love, especially if I'm podcasting, I love using the Boda incense because I don't get the smoke in my lungs, so I'm not coughing as I'm maybe trying to speak to you on a call, but I can still have incense burning. So those are my two favorite things on the incense front. When it comes to skincare, if you've been following me on Instagram, which you can do, by the way, at the new username, Bella Lively World, 
Bella Lively World, I have been falling in love every day more and more with the Daily Co. skincare. I'm hoping to have the owner maybe on the show once she's international, but at this point, it's just her and her daughter selling the skincare through Australia and New Zealand. I saw people on Instagram that were using her product and their skin was just getting better and better. You could just see the transformation happening on them while they're doing their regular stories day to day. So when they started sharing what they were using, I was all ears. And by the time I got to Australia, I had had my wits end with my alert allergy to dimethicone in sunscreen and the oil in sunscreen would make me break out. So I sent a prayer to my inner voice. I said, please send me the right sunscreen that's not going to break me out and still keep me protected in Australia. And on a whim, after trying 30 sunscreens to no avail, I knew I needed to find something that was going to work in Australia. So I tried the Daily Co sunscreen at first. It's not really, well, the Barrier Protect is the product that has the zinc in it, which is very high and strong and good for skincare, especially for Australia. And so I tried it and my skin loved it. And I was like, ooh, okay. So then I tried a bit more of their products. And then I just got completely hooked and fell in love. My skin's never looked better. Honestly, (laughs) I'm probably, I guess, eight years older than I was when I went off birth control. And by the time I got up, when I was on birth control, I had amazing skin. Going off it with PCOS, I had horrible skin for many years. And then the last several years, I think my skin was still dragging because of the dimethicone or yeah, basically dimethicone in sunscreens because typically sunscreen will have dimethicone or an oil in the sunscreen and oil and dimethicone were making me break out. Daily Co, however, does not make me break out. If anything, my skin is shining like the moonbeam that I've always dreamed it to be. It's not oily in any way. It's just in such great shape that it's super glowy. It's literally glowy. Oh my goodness. Their skincare is amazing. And I actually have learned so much from the owner because when she on the odd occasion does an Instagram live, I've seen some really educational explanations from her. She has 30 years in the skincare industry. She has put every piece of her heart and her dollars and her wisdom of 30 years of skin into these products. There's no fillers. There's no fluff. Whenever she could add more benefit. She did. It's just the best. I honestly cannot wait for them to be starting to sell. I feel like an Avon lady or Mary Kay lady. I don't need any commission. I just want you guys to try the skincare. If you are at all like I was in the past where I was unhappy with what I was seeing on the results of my skin, I had such sensitive skin. Of course, you don't need sensitive skin to be loving this product. This has such a rabid fan base in Australia. They did a sale And they did 30% off for followers of their stuff and they sold out in hours of all their stock and supply. So that's how much people are loving it and getting just amazing results. So cannot say enough wonderful things about the owner and the product they're creating. And once they start to ship internationally, um, I might have her on the show just so you guys can hear about her and I can just spread the good word because God knows the amount of thousands of dollars I've spent on skincare over the years with very lackluster results until now is just, it's my joy to share my welling with you. Last but not least, my other little welling favorite is something that my, I just have noticed my consciousness getting really joyful from, and that is flower sculptures. Flower sculptures, of course, is like a term I've made up. I've never heard anyone call it that, but this is like what I'm starting to perceive about flowers. Of course, London is epically known for amazing flower boxes and flowers galore. Like someone said, and I'm sure British people know this, I just heard it recently though, that English, England is the, or the Britain is the 
the gardeners of Europe. And it really seems to show like there's just a green thumb here that's super next level. And I think all that rain and drizzle does give all of these plants so much life force. So they're all thriving in so many ways. And it's just so beautiful to see, but not only seeing it in the window boxes, in the gardens and the rose bushes and the flowering trees that are out right now, it's so stunning, but also I'm loving seeing sculpture. So basically seeing people make flowers into art form in a small home-based way. <laughs> so, so basically taking a vase, but making something sculptural using different flowers as the medium. So it's like 3D. It's like almost like pottery, but with flowers, it's like a sculpture. It's a piece of art and playing with right now I have my little flower sculpture is hydrangeas and an orchid stem which is kind of marrying my love of London and Australia because Australia is obsessed with orchid stems right now and they're just everywhere and London obviously classic for hydrangeas so I just love the interplay of the two different textures and then within the vase and the flower colors like the whole thing is just going into this whole creative spectrum I never imagined. And many people I'm finding on Instagram, thanks to the cookies and algorithm, are showing me more and more flower sculptures or what I'm calling these very architectural floral arrangements that are just so unique and beautiful. And one of my favorite new discoveries is someone I'm following in Korea, Grace Jolie underscore K-R. So G-R-A-C-E-J-O-L-I-E underscore K-R. I truly knew nothing about this woman other than she's doing amazing floral sculptures. They're very Bella Vita and they're very much inspiring me to make a Bella Vita flower kitchen. So if you followed Bella Vita and you've already taken the class, I have it available on bellalively.com if you wanna take that and learn more about what Bella Vita is and how I've been living with it over the last year. But in my Bella Vita, I now have a little floral arboretum area where I have this glass enclosed structure with this beautiful onyx stone polished round, big, big, big counter. And then instead of having a kitchen and cooking, because that's not very appealing to me in Bella Vida, I haven't thought about cooking other than my favorite homemade chocolate chip cookie recipe. Other than that, I haven't cooked anything in Bella Vida. I just whip up an imaginary oyster or champagne or whatever I feel like enjoying at the time while I'm in Bella Vida in my non-physical beautiful space. But now I have a flower kitchen where there are eons of endless oodles of flowers and I can arrange them to my heart's content. And there's no price, there's no rarity, there's no you know limitation to it. So I'm having really just a ton of fun imagining this flower kitchen where I make all my, I cook up all my flower arrangements and my flower sculptures. So instead of being a potter or a jewelry designer like I was in the past, now I'm becoming a flower sculpturer. So, and it's actually kind of fun too, because as I'm following people like Grace Jolie online, I get more inspiration for what I can imagine into parts of Bella Vida or also into actually getting, you know, like uh, hydrangeas and orchids and putting them together in an interesting architectural way in the vase. So stay tuned, watch this space, as my friend Jemima would say. I'm excited to keep working on my floral arranging and flower sculptures. If anybody knows of any great floral classes to take, I don't want to go all the way to like becoming a florist level. That's too much. But something maybe in between become a florist training and like a one day bouquet training somewhere in the middle, something that's like, I don't know, a few weeks or something like that would be really fun, I think, to try. So if anyone knows of anything like that happening in London, please let me know. But yeah, there you have it. I hope you've gotten a little bit of time as you're getting ready or doing something in the day and enjoy this very fun, chatty, friendly, you know, just a fun 
fun aligning, hopefully a welling episode, if you will. And I hope you find any inspiration to what might bring you wellness or be welling in your own life. Of course, it could be bowling, it could be painting, it could be you know, hypnotherapy, you name it. There's all sorts of inner and outer ways to be well. I hope you enjoy any of them that bring you joy. And until next time, may something wonderful happen to you today. <laughs>